We are going through a series that's called Behind the Music. Say that with me, Behind the Music. And we're dealing with praise and worship and the importance of praise and worship. We talk Sunday morning a lot about what praise and worship is not. It's not just for you latecomers to get to church on time. So it's not just stalling for those who are late to come to church. We believe that praise and worship is life for the believer. We believe that praise and worship is something that is powerful, that's real. But here's what we believe. Praise and worship is more than just music and words. It's more than just music and words. And I'm so excited as we go through this series because I believe that every one of us as a church in here are going to come into a new realm of praise and worship. How many this week have been conscious about Satan trying to steal your praise? Come on now. Come on. How many have had to stop and say, hold on a second, devil. You ain't going to steal my praise. I'm going to start praising God. Come on. How many hands have gone up this week and started waving a little bit? Come on, Jesus. Help me out. Hook a brother up. Come on. And we've just been crying out. But it's so important, isn't it, how quickly we can allow Satan to steal our praise. And we're so excited as we go through this series. I believe it's going to be life-changing for every one of you as you realize that it's more than just music or songs, but really worship needs to be who you are and what you are. And so Sunday morning, we're going to be talking about the heart of a worshiper. What does it mean to have a heart of worship? And, and just so many great things that we're going to be talking about. But tonight, I'm really excited and honored to be able to introduce to you two incredible people who are Trey and Megan. Trey and his wonderful wife, Megan, are heading up our worship team here. And what we want them to do tonight is they want to share their heart with you about what worship is to them and what the vision of worship is for our church. And I think it's a great thing to know that we can plug into it. We heard about plugging in last month, that we can plug in because the Bible says without a vision... The people perish. And when we hear about the vision of what praise and worship is going to be in this house, I'm telling you, we can plug into that. And we're going to see God move in such incredible ways. So come on tonight, would you give it up for Trey and Megan as they come up here and bless us tonight. Amen. How are you all doing tonight? you all going to have to bear with me. I'm still out of breath from those drums. It's a, it's a quick turnaround. Um, our pastor just shared briefly that it's an honor for us to be able to share our hearts, but truly, it's an honor for us to be able to just, and we just wanted to have this nothing formal, just this informal conversation to talk about praise and worship and what it means to us and the vision of not only us, but our entire team and of our pastor and this church. It truly is an honor and a privilege. 
I mean, we have countless testimonies just in the last couple months how much our life, how much our lives have truly changed. And one of the greatest things is is having this opportunity to to lead this ministry. Just going back to a couple months ago, many of you know Aaron was the praise and worship leader here for years, and she was on the verge of getting married and moving to Lake Charles. And truthfully, there was a lot of uncertainty. There was a lot of nervousness in us, especially the band. What was going to happen? What was going to take place? This is our leader leaving. Is it just going to all fall apart? But there's one thing that we've always said from the beginning is that God still deserves the praise. That just because our leader left doesn't mean our praise went with her. You know, that our church has its own sound, has its own heart, and that wasn't going to leave. It's, even if one day it's not me and it's not us leading this ministry, it's someone else, that heart is still going to be in this church. And that's, and it starts with our pastor. It starts with him. He is an incredible man. And, and more than anything, I think he would tell you is that not that he takes pride, but he knows that he's a worshiper. And there's just going back a couple years ago when I first got saved and something that I've always heard our pastor say when he talked about praise and worship, and it wasn't in a prideful way, but it was that nobody was going to outpraise him. And that's something that stuck inside of me. Nobody's going to outpraise me. <laughs> it's not a boastful thing, but we all have that praise inside of us. And so many times I think, like, because I've been on the other side, I've been... In your perspective, I mean, I was in this church for three, three and a half years before I was a part of this ministry. And I know being on that side, a lot of times it's easy to look at the band as a, a separate entity, entity, or that we almost seem out of reach or that we seem, you know, elevated or separated. But it's not that we are all worshiping from the same place, you know, and I, sometimes like we're on stage during praise and worship. I don't feel like I'm on stage. I feel like I'm worshiping from the crowd. You know, and that's our heart's cry. That's our worship is that we are the leaders. And this band is here to create an environment, as we heard Sunday, for God to be enthroned in our praises. But you're just as much a part of that. I mean, you have a song. You have a praise inside of you that is truly amazing. And I, and I think that's one of the great things about our church is that we have a heart of praise. You know, many churches don't have that priority. It's all about show. It's all about the pastor. It's all about maybe a certain musician or something. But let me tell you, this church isn't a church filled of superstars. Our pastor's desire isn't to have his face on a billboard and everybody know who knows who Pastor Philip is. It's to know who Jesus is. It's to point the way. And I mean, it even says, well, we have it somewhere, but believing in, in a big God that's the cry of this church. And it's the same thing through praise and worship. Our desire is for us not to be seen. You know, I, we appreciate compliments, obviously, but it's not about us. It's about right. Jesus. Right. It's about him. And it's the same thing for each and every one of our, our team members in this band, that it's only about Jesus. So. Um, going back to when we first started or when we found out, I mean, it might have been, it's not even six months ago, maybe May and my sister had called, and um, we're talking, you know, it's regular sister talk and stuff. And she's like, well, I mean, I really have this great idea. And she's going on and on. And she's like, I mean, I think that what would you think about you and Trey maybe taking over the band? And I was like, well, actually, that's probably not going to work out. But, like, call me later when you want to go shopping or something. Just, you know, kind of move on, whatever. And just a history on that. Like, my sister and I have been um, in a worship band with Pastor Philip for about 16 years 
now. So it's a long time since I was in eighth grade. And my sister's always um, played piano and stuff. And I only joined because my sister did it. So I'm like, if my sister does it, then whatever, I'll do it. So everything that I've done has just been because she was doing it. So when she had said that she was going to get married and the possibility had come up that she was going to move, I was like, oh, man, well, I guess I'll be quitting because I'm not going to be doing it if you're not there. I mean, you quit, then I quit, you know, whatever. So that, that was just kind of my mindset at the time. I was just like, well, because I, I can't really sing. I don't even know what key I sing in. My sister does everything. So um, uh, after a while of just thinking that way, I mean, I must have gone for a couple of weeks thinking, well, when she quits, I'm going to quit, you know, no offense, just whatever. So uh, I was just kind of riding, just having my own little worship time in my car, and it just kind of, like, God spoke to me. It's like, really, is that all that you've been doing these whole years? Has it been up there because your sister, like, that's it. It's not about, not been about me, you know, it's just been because your sister, and I'm like, you know, it really just kind of hit me hard. It's like, you know what, it's not, that. that's so, I mean, like, sure, it was such like a slap in God's face for me to just like do that, because it's not about my sister, you know, it's not about people, or it's not about her being here, not being here, but it's about God, you know, and like Trey was saying, we're here to in, enter or usher God's presence here, you know, not about us, not about anything that we do, you do, or anything like that, but it's simply like an audience of one and for one purpose. And um, we talk with Pastor Philip and, you know, talk with the band and stuff. And I mean, it has been such an amazing experience. I mean, honestly, maybe seven months ago, never really would have seen that this would have been the you know, turn of events that happened, but it's just, it's amazing how God changes things around and amazing how God works together and just uses you to do things that you never thought that he would use you to do and every week we learn more and more about it's just about jesus you know sometimes our band practices might not go so perfectly you know sometimes they go better than the other but again it's just it's we're reminded this is the reason the purpose of worship is not to sound perfect or if we miss a note or forget the words which sometimes happens a lot um but it's not about all that. It's just simply about Jesus, and it's simply about bringing his presence in here and us bringing, going to a different level. Um, I remember that, that day, too, that phone call. We were actually getting ready to go to bed, and, and as Aaron shared that idea with me, it's so funny how in life so many times your first reaction is a doubt. Uh, and, and not to get way off of praise and worship, but just to, to encourage you. When doubt comes in your mind, you have to immediately recognize it. And you have to shut it out. Because my first thought was, how can I do that? You know, who am I? But you know, as, I just, as we just laid there and I just pushed, pushed those thoughts, those ideas behind, something alive came inside of me. You know, I went from like, man, doubting, like, how could we do this? Or, or how can we be in this position to be like, God, this, is, this would be awesome. You know, to be a part of a ministry for my wife and I to, to do something together. And then just every day as we began to think about it, just something just began to grow inside of us and, until we decided that that was something that we were going to do. And we talked to Pastor Philip and we talked to Aaron. And um, something that Megan just said a second ago about, about praise and you know, whether we could do this or not, faith and praise go hand in hand. You know, I, I actually read something today about it's, it's easy to praise after a battle is over, but it's another thing to praise going into it. I mean, I just read that a few minutes ago before service started as I was just trying to gather my thoughts. 
that takes faith. Yeah. You know, to go into any situation, not just our struggles, but your struggles as well, to go into a situation praising takes faith. And that, that's just as much of our heart, too, is that no matter what we're going through in life, no matter what we're facing, we're going to praise Jesus. You know, our pastor did a message a couple years ago about getting our praise on. I'm going to get my praise on. <laughs> Y'all, some people laugh at me when I'm on the drums. And they're like, man, Trey, you make some really strange faces. And, and, and truthfully, sometimes I'm in another world. I'll even mess up. But it's because I'm up there having fun. I'm, it's been prayed over my life that one day I was going to play and sing a song of victory. When, I, when all of us play, not just Megan singing or not just the basses, but we're doing so out of a place of victory. You know, that, and when you lift your hands in praise and worship, when you come in here and you're clapping your hands, or as we did the song Deep Cries Out, and as our pastor said Sunday, we're stomping on the enemy's head. You know what? That gets me excited to know that no matter what I face in my life, no matter what you go through, we still have the option, the choice to praise. You know, there's power in praise. And something that I talked about Sunday um, in prayer, which, by the way, you have to start coming to prayer services. They are amazing. God has really showed up and really has challenged me just this week that God wants to show up all the time. You know, I began to think, why does he show up in a prayer service, but maybe not the same way on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning? And I think it's because of us sometimes. That if you were here Sunday, you just came in just, you know, loose and relaxed. And you were just here, honestly, because it wasn't a regular church service. It was because it was something extra and it was coming into prayer. And it should be the same way every service. We should come in here expecting God to do anything. You know, sometimes I think we try to box in praise and worship. And, and it's something that we have to be careful of, too, and, and to be sensitive. But God can move in any service. You know, any service. And so I just wanted to, to share that. But getting off my point, one of the greatest acts of praise that I've ever seen, and many of you remember James. That was in a wheelchair who passed away um, a while back, who Steve introduced to this church. During praise and worship, came down here and spin his wheelchair a couple times and then flew all the way to the back. I mean, he was like a speed racer. That moment changed my life. Because there's been many a times, and if we're all honest in here, there's been a lot of times there where we haven't given God our best in praise and worship. That instead of coming into this sanctuary with thanksgiving we've come into this sanctuary with frustration Mm -hmm. with distractions excuses to be honest well i don't feel like praising today i've had a a rough day at at work and somebody's been riding my case and honestly i'm just tired we've all had those thoughts but to see james someone that could have all the excuses you know you remember james and i remember miss patricia many times feeding james in the cafe, you know, someone that couldn't take care of himself in the way that I can take care of myself wasn't going to let the enemy steal his praise. And that's something we talked about Sunday was, was not having our, you know, our praise be stolen. And to see James do that, it truly changed my life. That it wasn't just something that he did. Like, praise was who James was. He was a worshiper. And if, if we're talking about our heart's desire and what we want to see through our praise and worship ministry and through this church is that praise and worship 
becomes more of just more than just something that we do, but it becomes who we are. Like I'm a worshiper. I don't just worship. I'm a worshiper. There's a difference. And we were talking earlier today. When when worship is just something you do out on the on the physical on the outside, you're you're a lot less a lot more likely to be distracted to have your praise stolen because it's just an act, and you can get distracted by another act. You can be distracted by someone in church. But when praise is who you are, Satan can't touch that. I mean, think about Job and all the things that he had to go through and was tested in just the, all these horrible things that happened to him. Satan was on a leash. He couldn't attack who Job was. Job never lost his character. He never lost his integrity. He never cursed God. That should be our heart in praise and worship, too, that you can take everything, but you can't take my praise. Yeah, um, to echo a little bit what he says, praise is it's more than just like an act or something that we do or like a, running across the state or up jumping. It's so much more than it. It's the state of our heart, you know. And I think a lot of times praise can be a good um, measure of where our heart is because when you love somebody or you love someone, you know, you can't help but show it. You know, you can't help but tell them all the time, man, I love you, you know, or do little things. Trey thinks I'm crazy all the time because I do the craziest things all the time. And I'm always just like, I love you. I'm just going to sit here and look at you because I love you, you know, that kind of stuff. And he's like, gosh, you're psycho. Leave me alone. But it's just like when you love somebody, you're just, you know, you just, you love that person. And you just always want to tell them, you want to show them, you're smiling, you're happy and stuff. I mean, that's what praise is like. It's like when you just love Jesus even though I might have had a bad day, whenever Trey comes home, I'm still just happy to see him. You know, I don't, just because he came home and I had a horrible day doesn't mean that I don't have anything to do with him or I'm not going to tell him how I feel. I still want to say that because I, I love him. And that's the way praise is. When we come in here, like first, we're commanded to praise God. The Bible says that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So like the standard for praise is breath. Is everybody breathing like this? <sighs> Lift your hands like this. Say praise the Lord. So everybody can do it. You know, that's, that's what it is. It's like, it's a command. God says, you know, if you have breath, praise the Lord. So it's not something that we're up here to encourage you to do. It's something that God said in his word to do, to praise him and to lift him up. And I think, like Pastor Phillips spoke about Sunday, you know, stolen praise. A lot of circumstances and situations can steal our praise. And that's wrong because we shouldn't allow that. We should make sure when we walk in here, you know, we're not going to be focused on what's going on. We're not going to be focused on what's happening. We're going to worship God and we're going to praise him because that's a command. And whenever we begin to praise, I like to think of that song when I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. It's like when you start thinking about that, you're like, oh, he saved me. Oh, he did this. Oh, man, that time I didn't have my money to pay my bills, and he took care of that. And that time that this guy was coming over here to beat me up, and he got him away from me and saved me there. And we did this. And you just keep thinking of all these things and songs. that like makes me want to shout, makes me want to dance. Makes me, that's what it makes you want to do because you're thinking of the goodness of God, the greatness of God, how he's so kind. And all you want to do is just love him. You know, and the other thing, praise is a weapon. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a weapon against the enemy. In, in the Bible, in Judges, um, chapter 1 and in chapter 20, which I'm not going to read, but both times they were going into battle. And each time, the tribe of Judah was to go in first. And they were the first. Judah means praise. It literally means praise. And it wasn't just God was saying, oh, you know what, any, uh, money, I'm going to pick Judah. No, he was saying, you know, it was metaphorical and to our day now. Like when we have battles, the first thing that goes first is our praise. 
is our praise. Like, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, you know, this situation is looking horrible. You know, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I still need you. And you're still worthy and you're still glorious. And literally what happens when you start to do that is like it takes you to a different place. You know, our heart is every week when we come in here is to not be in the same place when you leave. And for us to lift you up and worship to Jesus, you know, and that it literally takes us from one place to another place. And if you come in here and you see us and you leave here and you can say, oh, that was great, or, you know, I like the way they did this or the way they did that, then you've completely missed the whole point because we're not here for that. We're here for worship. We're here to give you that weapon that you need throughout the week. You know, that you can just fight against the enemy. And in Second um, Chronicles, talks about King Jehoshaphat when they were going up into a battle against three armies. You know, he's got his army with them, and they're going into battle. And he's a little bit concerned of what's going to happen. But they go in there, and they're praising God. And all the way there, they're just worshiping and singing to Jesus and telling him how great he is. And when they showed up, the whole army was completely dead. Like, they didn't even have to fight him. The army was gone, and they had all these spoils and all these great things around them, and they were bringing back stuff. So they went there thinking, we're going to have to fight three armies, and we definitely can't pull this one off. But now we don't even have to fight them because the enemy had already been destroyed. And it wasn't because, you know, maybe they tripped or something, or a big ocean fell on top of them and just evaporated or something. No, it was because they praised. And because they praised on the way there to their battle, heading into it, God had completely annihilated all all the armies, and they had nothing to do. All they went in there to do was to gain stuff and to bring stuff back. For days, they were bringing stuff back. And that's how God wants us to see it. God wants our heart to be so ready for praise in every situation that we're like, no matter what circumstance is going on, I'm still going to praise. I'm still going to worship God. I'm never going to let that, you know, be hindered because it's what's in my heart. And I love Jesus, and I'm never going to stop. I think we can all agree in here that we're already victorious. Am I telling the truth? So when we praise God, or when I think about these stories about praise going in first, I think of a people going into battle already announcing that they were victorious. You know, that gets me excited. Do you know when you come in and when I click off that song that you're already victorious? And then we say we don't have something to, pr- to praise about. You, you always have something to praise about if you already have been set free. And so many times in my life, I, I, I thank, thank God for my mom's prayers and the testimony of what God's done in my life. But looking at it now, God is, had already paid the price. He had already set me free. It was just getting me to that point to walk in that freedom. I mean, Jesus doesn't have to do anything else. I mean, do we realize that? Yeah. He's already fought every battle. He's already won every war. He's already shed his blood. So why don't we praise? If we're talking about our heart's desire and what we want to see in praise and worship, we want our culture to change in this church. Now, there's many times that I come out on those drums and, I, and I'm looking forward to the day that... I don't even have to click off the song. That y'all are clicking me off. <laughs> that we come anxious. That we come excited, ready to praise. You know, it's, it's, it's a culture. It's not just something that we do. We've, we've heard it said many times that when we leave out of these doors, that we still have to praise. You know, and that's when it becomes more than just what we do. It becomes who we are. It's a lifestyle. You know, we, we've heard this statement 
a lot lately from several people. If, if, if what was the, I don't forgot the statement now. <laughs> I'm getting the words all confused. What if everything we had today was what we gave God thanks for yesterday? Is that right, Kayla? Or gave God praise for yesterday? When you think about that, I mean, I want to start my day off in thanksgiving. You know, I don't want to wake up in the morning and just be like, oh, gosh. Here I got to go again to work 10 hours, 40-minute drive. But I want, to, I want to wake up morning in the morning and just not even on my own choice, but just like, thank you, Jesus. Just wake up out of my sleep praising because that's how I want to start the day. You know, we talked about praise goes out in a battle first. It should go out before our lives first. That no matter what we're doing in our life, whether we're at work, whether we're here in church, our praise should lead us. You know, we should enter, in, we should enter into a situation and our praise has already arrived there. And you think about that in your workplace when you're, you're, you've been praying for ages for your coworkers to get saved or to make a difference. But do you know if you praise and you allow the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit's there before you? Before you even step foot into an environment, into a situation, God's already there working things out. So think about that. When you enter, when you, even when we come in here and, and, and praise, we should all be encouraged. We should be passionate. You know, sometimes, if we're, if we're just being honest, one of the weaknesses that we have in the band is that sometimes we want to rush through praise so that we can get to worship. Because it seems that as though sometimes worship is our, is, our, is our strength. But, you know, we can't just rush by praise. We can't do that. That is God's time. You know, not only do we talk, we talk about the enemy stealing our praise, but it's stealing it from God's. And if, if we're always victorious, if it's, God is always victorious, if he hasn't changed, if, if Jesus has already accomplished everything that he was supposed to, why should forever, for a second, he not get our full praise? You know, if I'm thinking along the lines of praise going ahead of, of us and we're already victorious, then... We have no excuse. To not praise, to me, goes against everything who Jesus is. You know, to not praise is going against what God created us for. As Megan said a second ago, we were created to bring Him glory. So anytime that we don't bring Him glory, we're going against what we were called to do. Mm -hmm. The purpose that we were created for. We may not all have musical talent. We may not all be singers. But every single person in here tonight is a worshiper. Right. You don't have to have talent. You don't have to have a voice. But you have a heart. And as Pastor said, he's going to talk about Sunday, a heart of a worshiper. Come on, we got to start guarding our hearts. It's so much more than just be, being distracted in praise and worship when the enemy is still in our praise. He's after our heart. He's after that joy. He's not going to take our joy. He's not going to take my joy. He's not going to take your joy. He's not going to take our pastor's joy. He's not going to take Heartsease Family Life Church's joy. This church was called to bring glory to Jesus. It was called yeah. to praise Him. It was, it was called to right. worship Him. We're talking about a king. And I'm getting excited tonight. You, you look at the royal family and how these people, all these fans and, and the public are just in all of the royal family. Let me tell you, there's no more royalty than Jesus. Right. There's, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And so you think about it. When you're going into the presence of a king, 
You're not going to do so in a disrespectful way. You're not going to do so half-hearted. All eyes are going to be on the king. All eyes. I get chills when I think about that. Praise and worship, all eyes are on the king. It's not about what your neighbor's doing. It's not even about what your neighbor may be thinking about you. You may be lifting your your hands and jumping and running, and you may have those thoughts of like, man, maybe they're going to look at me a little differently, or, or who am I to do that? Let me tell you, all eyes are on the king. Come on, that, that is a word that we can take tonight. All eyes are on the king during praise and worship. Um, just saying something, uh, like echoing a little bit what he just said about um, the royal family. It reminds me a lot of um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible in Isaiah, and I think it's chapter 8, don't quote me on that. But um, he's talking about, I saw the Lord, and he was high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. You know, and just that thought, it's just like, wow, his train filled the temple. And I've shared this before, but in those days, the stature of a king and how great he was was measured by how big his train was. If he had a little train, he didn't have a big kingdom. You know, if he had a medium train, he had a medium kingdom. But it says his train filled the whole temple. Like, he was in charge, and he's over every single thing. You know, he is just that big and that great. You know, and one thing I'm going to talk about next week, um, more of a sac- talking about the sacrifice of praise, but it's so easy for us to lose sight of that and to not see it and to get so distracted by that. You know, but if all of our eyes are on the king, that won't happen. But back in the olden days, they used to bring lambs and goats and whatever was dearest to them, and they would give it up and sacrifice it. And we know since Jesus died for us, we don't have to do that anymore. But the word worship also comes from like um, a Latin word that really means worship. Like how much is it worth to you to really worship God? You know, you don't just come in here and just say something with empty words. But if you're really coming in here thinking about Jesus and the king and this beauty and his train that fills the temple and how much he's taking care of me and all these things. It's just, you know, how much is it worth from to you to really worship God? Because if it's not worth that much to you, then you don't really have any right to say, oh, God, you're wonderful. You're glorious and stuff. You know, God wants our heart. He wants the fruit of our lips. You know, the things that are on the top of our mind. He wants to be at the very top. And we should come in here thinking of that, thinking how glorious he is, how wonderful he is. God, you know, I, it hurts me right now because I'm so frustrated about other stuff, but I'm going to put that down because you are worth so much more to me than this is, than that is. You are worth, you are worth gold. You are worth so much. The, the very greatest thing that I could possibly have, you're worth ten times more than that. And that's like what a true heart of worship and true heart of praise is. And that's like the culture that we are hoping to really bring you know to this church to our band is that god is worth so much and he's so wonderful and he's already you know completely taking care of all of our circumstances so honestly we have no reason to come in here and worry or distress the only thing we should be coming in here to do is to think about how glorious he is and to worship him and to praise him for what he's done and to thank him that he's the god that will never change And there's so many things that that we could talk about and, and we could go on for hours just talking about our heart and our and our passion. But that's one thing as it's been said a couple times tonight is that we are believing that God's gonna change our hearts and our culture of praise and worship in this place. I mean can anybody in here say that they can't give any more than what they've given already? I know I can give more. When you think about that, 
we, there's so much more that we can give. You know, and just something, just kind of a warning too, when Warren Beamer was here, you know, a couple months ago, he, he actually touched on praise and worship. And one of the things that he talked about is that we have to be so careful of where we're placing our worship. Like, we don't worship music. We worship Jesus. And what I'm saying is, in my struggle, like, I love music. And I love praise and worship songs. But what's getting me more excited, the sound of the song or the message in the song? And we have to be careful that when we come into praise and worship, that if our favorite song is Now I Sing, that we give God this incredible praise. But if we sing... On my lips are free to run. We don't like that song, so we don't give God the same praise. That's worship and music. Like, no matter what song we play, your praise still needs to be the same. Because, I mean, the truth is, if we're talking about being a worshiper and, and being who we are, we could be in the middle of praise and worship tonight, and all the lights could go off. The guitars could stop working. The mics wouldn't be working. There'd be no lights. There'd, but would there be chaos, or would there still be praise? Because the truth is, all of this right here is just icing on the cake. Now, this is just something to even take it an extra mile. But you know what? We don't, always, we don't need that. What I'm saying is that when you leave out of here, you're not going to have the band. You're not going to have Pastor Philip you know, encouraging you. You're on your own, and you have to make sure that, as we said, that you have a true heart of worship. That just whatever, come, whatever comes your way, that you're still going to praise God. And I know that I sound redundant. I know that I've said that many times. But we're talking about a serious thing. When your praise is stolen, it's bad. I mean, it's really, really not a good thing. We talked about it. Not only is Satan robbing you, but he's robbing God. You know, I've lived a life of sin my entire life. Up until six years ago when, when God just rescued me and saved me. I don't want to be robbed anymore. I spent 20-something years of my life being robbed from the promises that God has given me and has given my family. I'm not going to spend another day being robbed of my praise, of my, of my, of my testimony, of, my, of what God has done in my life. And it's the same thing for you. I know our pastor shared a message even before I was here, but Mr. Dan has talked about it. Enough is enough. Come on, it's time that we change our, that we see our culture change in this church when it comes to praise and worship. Enough is enough. You know, we're not going to come in here half-hearted and we talked about he's a king. You only have one thing to do before a king and that's bow down and show reverence. Yeah. You know, that, that's a serious, serious thing that I have to take in my life that when we're up here, you know, we're ushering in that presence. I have to take that seriously. We have to take it seriously. To be perfectly honest... We can look at the youth sometimes, and they can be talking during praise and worship and cutting up, but we do the same thing. We come late into praise and worship. You know, it's so much more than just being late to, to church. When you come in at 1035 or 1025, you done missed your chance to give God what he deserves. So now you're in catch-up mode. You know, our pastor has talked about it. Praise and worship and offering is the only time that's really God's. Everything else is given to us. So what happens when we just figure, well... I'll still be here for the message, so it's okay that I, 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 I miss a little bit praise and worship. So what you're saying, it's okay that I get mine, but God doesn't get his. You've got to hear what I'm saying tonight. That is a, I'm not trying to 
I'm not really trying to step on toes, but it is a selfish mentality that is so much more than just about us. It is about Jesus. And for us to come in here late, for us to, to come into praise and worship and then set our purse or our Bible down and then go use the bathroom and visit and talk, no, that's God's time. That's God's time to praise. And I just, and you may already be challenged by the word that Pastor Philip speaks, and it may be a good message, but imagine how much more life-changing it could be if you went into it praising. You know, because we put a limit. I, I 100% believe that a lot of situations that we get stuck in and we don't see things change is because we don't have a spirit of thanksgiving. That we don't thank Jesus. In our praise and worship, in our tithes and offerings, it's not just a commandment. It should be who we are. I mean, I know I've struggled with that. You know, we all struggle with, with sometimes having that desire to praise and worship or we're struggling with our finances and we're just, we feel like we're almost squished. And how can I give a, 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 another dollar? But we have to. <laughs> You know, God is, I'll be the first to say that when I first got saved and to now, there's been a lot of things that God has, has changed my, the way I view things and the way I look at things. I don't look at anything as an obligation. I look at everything as a blessing, a privilege, and an honor. It's a blessing that we're blessed. It's a blessing that I can give. It's an honor and a privilege that we can be on this praise and worship team because you think about it. Like God is asking man to usher in his presence, to help. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I mess up every single day. We have disagreements. We argue sometimes. There's times where I may be at work and I may get frustrated and I lose my cool. But God still chooses to use me. Like, you don't have to be perfect to worship God. You know, I, as I'm saying that tonight, I, I feel like that's one of the struggles that we have that... that we honestly know that we don't deserve anything that God's given us. But sometimes it comes out of a place of guilt. How can I worship? Who am I to worship? I've walked too far away from Jesus. I've done this and that in my life. Let me tell you, that's the enemy. How can you say you're not worthy or you don't deserve to worship when we've talked about God has created you to worship? You know, we enough is enough. Now, this is... I've shared stuff with Pastor Philip. Like, I'm believing that people are going to be healed during our praise and worship. And we talked about that, God being enthroned in our praises. What does that mean? Does that mean he's just coming here just to hang out and just to, to visit? No, it's because he wants to change people from the inside out. I'm believing Steve is going to jump out of that wheelchair one day. And then I'm just, for those of you who don't know, Steve has spent you know, a long time of his life playing drums. There's a lot of times I'm thinking, this is the day that Steve's going to get out of this chair during praise and worship, and he's going to come take my spot. Come on, there is, we talked about there's power in praise and worship. When we praise Jesus, when our praise goes out first, anything can happen. It's on our wall. We talked about it Sunday night. Anything can happen. Jesus is here. And let me tell you, Jesus shows up when we give him everything we have. When we truly praise him, as I said before, when all eyes are on the king and we give him the glory and the honor he deserves, that's where that unmerited favor comes. It's not that we've done anything for him to deserve for him to show up. 
It's because we created an atmosphere. We created an environment. And I'm telling you, as our culture changes, as praise and worship, as God just takes this and, and takes us to a new level, I'm telling you now, you're going to see stuff in praise and worship that you've never seen before. Don't be scared. Because a lot of times we get scared and we, it's something different. I'm telling you, there's coming a time where God, it's happening now. If you've just seen in the last few weeks, if you were here for prayer Sunday night, God ain't playing. <laughs> All he's doing is waiting for us, looking for a church. Looking for a church that's going to truly praise him. You know, sometimes I think about God being on the throne and in heaven, and all these churches are just presenting their praise and worship, and it's this this church, and it's that church. And I feel like sometimes God is like, when is somebody going to give me something different? It's the same old half-hearted praise and worship. You wouldn't give a cheap gift or a reused gift to someone that you truly loved. You know, what, I, what I'm trying to hint at and get at is that there's, we are believing that God is going to give our, our band songs. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful that there's songs out there that we can sing and that they're awesome, but I'm telling you, God's got a specific song. He's got a specific cry for this church and this praise and worship team. And that's something I'm telling you that we're striving for, is to see God birth songs, visions in our praise and worship, because I believe that's when we're going to see the incredible things happen. That God's going to be like, oh, wow, look at Heart Seas. This is different. This isn't that same old Sunday worship that, that we do for 20, 30 minutes. This is out of a place of true honesty and true brokenness. And I'm telling you, get ready. Like, get ready. I'll say this last thing and we'll let you guys go. But um, there's a book that I love, Tommy Tenney, it's God Chasers. And um, in, the, in the book, I just think about this all the time. There is, he talks about his friend who was overweight, and he would go to friends' houses, and the first thing he would do when he walked into the house is he would look at their couch or he'd look at their chair and see if that was somewhere where he could sit because sometimes he'd go places and he'd sit, and maybe the chair would break or, you know, it wasn't conducive to hold him or, you know. So he would go in there, and if the couch was big enough, then he would sit, and if not, then he would just leave and say, you know, i got to go and just go to the next place. And it's like that's how God is when he comes in here. He's just looking for a place where he can sit and where he can rest and where he can be comfortable. And like our prayer and our heart, I know, as leaders and as our whole worship team, is that every week, every time that we are on the stage, that God will come in here and he'll see a place where he can sit and where he can stay and where he will be comfortable and where he will be wanted. Not when he comes in here and looks and sees like, oh, these people aren't really wanting to praise me. They're just here standing here so they can get their 10 minutes in and feel good about themselves and move on. No, I want for this to be a place and an atmosphere where God is welcome and where he can come and he can just inhabit, inhabitate our, and our praise and our worship and he can rest and his heart is safe with us. The Holy Spirit is welcomed in this church. I feel the need to say that. There's a lot of churches don't want any part of it. They're scared, and that's what I'm talking about. The Holy Spirit is welcome in this church, and the Holy Spirit right. is about to move through this church in a way that you've never seen. That's right. And it's important that we praise God, that we give Him everything we have. I'm telling you, Heartsease Family Life Church is, is not going to be known because of, of Pastor P, but it's going to be known because of the life changes that are truly taking place in here. And a lot of it honestly has to do with Everybody in here is praise and worship. You may not be on this stage, but you still play a part in something that Warren Beamer said once was that you may not feel like praising, but that person beside you, you don't know what they've been through. 
And they may feel like they can't praise, but seeing you praise, something begins to change inside of him. So think about it. It's not about you. Even if you don't feel like praising, you need to praise because God is doing something in this church. And I believe it is our call. It is even a commandment that we love God with everything that we have. So before we close, we just, for five minutes, just want to open it up. If anybody has one or two questions they just want to ask about the praise and worship team or anything, we'll just take three or four minutes just to answer. So, No questions? Okay. Just what you said earlier about if you think you can't sing, the Bible says make a joyful noise. He didn't tell you to sing beautifully. That's right. Anybody else? Nobody? All right, let's just all stand tonight. How many of y'all are excited about what God's doing in this church? I'm telling you. We've seen such a change just over the last few weeks through Celebrate Recovery. God is doing incredible things. And it's not just praise and worship. Our culture is changing in every ministry of this church. As I said before, God's not playing. Now is the time he's looking for people who are truly going to make a sacrifice, a choice. I'm going to praise God, and I'm going to serve God. And through those things, I'm telling you, God can use you in more ways than you can ever imagine. So let's pray tonight. Father, I just thank you tonight, God, more than anything above and above all things, God. We thank you for who you are tonight, Jesus. That, God, there's no greater love than that what we have in you, Jesus. There's no greater freedom, God. There's no greater victory, God. There's no greater purpose than we can have but to be a worshiper, God, and to bring you glory, Father. And God, I just pray tonight, God, over our, this praise and worship team, God, but not just over the band and the team, but God, I pray for each and every person in here tonight, God, God, that you would stir up that passion inside of their hearts, God, that we don't want to just give you praise and worship, God, but we want to be praise and worship, God. We want to have such a passion for you, Father. I speak that right now, God, that Heart's Ease Family Life Church is going to be a church known for their passionate worship, God, for worship that knows no excuses, God, it knows no boundaries, God, it knows no limits. It knows no excuses, God. But that's our cry tonight, God, in praise and worship in every ministry in every area of our lives, God, is that all eyes are on the King, Jesus. God, that you're coming back soon, Lord, and it's time, God, that we start preparing the way like yes, never God. before, Father. That even during praise and worship, God, we're preparing the way, God. We're pointing to you, Jesus. We're pointing to you, Father. And I pray tonight, God, more than anything, Father, change our hearts, God. If there are things that are in our lives, God, that hinder us, God, if they distract us, I come against strongholds tonight, God. But you have called us, God, to bring you glory, Jesus. And we're going to bring you glory in everything that we do, God, in our praise and worship, God, in our homes, Jesus, in our workplaces, in our school, God. We want to be living, breathing glory bringers to you, Father, that yes. nothing, God, would get in the way of what you have called us to be and what you deserve, Father. And I thank you for it. I thank you, God. The time is coming, Jesus, that we're going to see miracles, God, that we're going to see things take place in this church that we haven't even imagined, Father. And I pray that no matter what happens, God, in our church, where we're at in our lives, God, that you are always, always welcome here, Jesus, and you are always going to get the praise because nothing Less than our best, God, to our King is just not what you have called us to be, God, and to give you, Father. We give you our best. In Jesus' name, amen.
would like to thank you for listening to this message today. We pray that your life has been challenged by what you've heard, but we also know it will be changed as you put God's Word into effect. At Heartsea's Family Life Church, our doors are always open to help. If you need any more information or just a friend to listen, we are here. Call us at 225-274-1607 or email us at pastorp at hflc.us. Remember, put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.